1: Welcome along to the Wise Men's Air podcast. Well, would you believe it? Would you believe it? We're going to look back at Sunderland's win. Huge, massive, gigantic win at West Brom yesterday. And uh, then we'll just have a little bit of a chat about whether this is on or not, I guess. Quite mind-blowing still to think about it. Uh, Joining myself, Stephen Goldsmith, as always, is Gareth Barger. Good evening. Good evening. Well,
2: yeah, I'm all right. <clears throat> got a bit of a cold, so I'm sorry if I sound a bit uh, a bit I've not, I've not been able to shift
1: mine in about three weeks, still um,
2: getting. but uh, hopefully, I'll be clear by uh, the time we get to uh, Thursday evening at the customs house where there are still some tickets available. <laughs> in the <laughs> I've front, got early, the plug, got well, early, early on the plug, i gone early on the plug, isn't it? Lots of plug in, um. Yeah, it's uh, still, tickets still available from the Customs House website, um, customshouse.co.uk, through their box office or in person for Thursday night show, nineteen seventy three, A Journey to Glory um, with Vic Hallam. Uh, tickets sold like amazingly well to the point where they've actually opened the premier concourse, uh-huh. as we term it. So there's tickets up there if you Very want. Very excited,
1: struck, nervous, nervy, stroke, yeah, yeah. scary. Twelve pound
2: fifty. Um, and it'll be a bit different to the usual sort of like live shows that we do. Um, so you should definitely come along to it, um, and you know, relive a little bit of history. Which we're going to try—that's what we're going to try and do on the night. So sort of relive a little bit of a history from the perspective of a the fan, a the fan, and a player who experienced probably the greatest moment in our history, aside from yesterday, obviously when Dennis Irken scored that goal.
1: Mm, that's what I felt like at the time. Um, yeah. Joining us, uh, first time in a while, feels like it's been a while. Again, Problem no no reflection uh, on you, but more a reflection on our laziness. Uh, Phil Smith from the Sunderland Echo. Even Even evening all. And you just said to me there, before we start recording, uh, are possibly the, the best game you feel you've been at this season from a Sunderland perspective. I think so. I think...
3: I always think it's the best way to win a game, to come from behind and sort of get a late winner. Um, and I think the first, sort of, especially because the first 10 minutes or so, it felt like it was going to be a really difficult day. West Brom looked really powerful. And then obviously someone did really well, to be honest, right up until the penalty. And at that point, you're kind of thinking, having played so well, is this the moment it sort of ebbs away a bit? Um, and to be honest, West Brom were pretty good for large parts of the second half. So I think to win it that way, to win it with such a good goal, you know, Dennis Serkin for the second time, absolutely no right to be in the six-yard box. It was great. Um, yeah, I think it felt to me like the, the best win of the season, or certainly my favorite. I think just because it, even though Sunderland played really well, it, it felt so unlikely at so many different points, both in the build-up and during the game itself. It was yeah, it was a, it was a, it was really great. It
1: did I like, approaching this game? It, it you know. And this has not been negative. I think most people I spoke to felt like this. I don't know what you think, Gareth. if we had a chance to chat about it, but it it kind of always did feel like, is this the game where we're going to just all be shown that we're going to fall just short? Because West Brom are in decent form, to be fair. It's not like, you know, some of the other teams around there, they're doing all right, actually, I think, aren't they, West Brom? They're not bad. (laughs)
2: I'm not sure, I mean I'm not sure on the form to be honest but the home Sure they've only lost once in yeah, yeah. ages haven't they the home form is uh outstanding um yeah well that's really, what I was referring to really so, yeah um it 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 was always going to be I think you know it's one of them where you go in with hope rather than <clears throat> yeah confidence and you kind of think well we could get something if if we if it this happens or if that happens in the game and things go our way <clears throat> Um and obviously when that penalty is given. Um, you're like, well, I mean, I kind of said in the in the group chat at half time, like, it kind of feels a bit like a a good example of our season where it's like we've looked great and we've done really well but that happens and you're like, is it just is it just gonna go is it just not are we just not gonna have enough? Are we just not gonna have that that edge that we need? And that's not a, a, a Big criticism or anything. It's just because we've discussed so many times where we're, where we're. If we just had five percent more in certain areas, we'd be comfortably in the playoffs. We probably, you know, if we had a striker fit for the season, whoever it may be, I think we'd be on a par with Luton and Middlesbrough. Um, to be honest, but um, I just thought, you know, the game itself. I, I know Phil there said they started brilliantly and they did, and I just thought like I was just sitting there going, I can't, I can't believe how we're managing the game at this stage. Like after about fifteen minutes, I was like, when they flashed up the graphic on the screen saying what well, the average age of the, the the squad for the game was the youngest we'd fielded this season, at some like under twenty three years old, it was the average age, and for them to deal with that initial onslaught. Because they came at us and to keep the heads and then to settle the game down and then to just keep the ball for sort of two or three minutes. And they just dropped off and didn't do anything too risky. Went in our own half, played some square passes, um, retained possession, took the sting out of the game completely. And from then I thought we'd just dominated that first half, dominated the ball completely. Um and that we didn't create lots of chances. Um but we made sure we were in the game until obviously we that was a frustrating thing, isn't it, with a penalty, which I didn't think was a penalty, but I think O'Nein himself said afterwards, um he gave the referee a decision to make. Yeah. So um I think
1: I think that sums out a person in my yeah. opinion. I, th- I think it was uh, I get your opinion as well, Phil. Uh, I think I think it was harsh, but he I think he was stupid for making that tackle. It wasn't a tackle he should have been trying to win. And I think if that was in the Premier League, they are don't see enough to overturn the decision. Is is how I would summarize
3: it. I had it was I was right on the linesman's line. It was right in front of me, which was the opposite angle from the one that they showed on sky. Watching yeah. that angle back, you know, it, it looks really soft, doesn't it? The contact's minimal, he's already going to ground, I think, before the challenge was made. But from our side, the other side, at the time it just looked like a total stonewaller. Because he gets the ball first, he touches the ball, he gets his body in the way, and then 0-9 comes in. That kind of five seconds between the tackle and the, the whistle being blown, I was just waiting for it because it looked so Um Having said that, when I watched the replay, back, it, it doesn't look like a penalty. So I, I minded to agree with you. I think it was a really risky challenge to make, especially given that he was going away from goal. Um, so yeah, I, at the time, I, I thought it was it. I thought it was a penalty, but obviously watching it back, it's it's pretty yeah. soft, isn't it?
1: Um, you think you think most home teams are going to get those, don't you? Because um, there were three West Brom players surrounding the referee immediately afterwards as well. The home crowd have obviously gone for it. And like you say, Phil, even if you're not 100% sure, I think you're, you're instinctively going to be thinking, yeah, I think so. In, I think
3: in, it's, in it's, of the especially referee, but... especially after the bar one early on, which definitely wasn't a penalty and was a really, really good challenge. But I just think, again, that builds that almost pressure, doesn't it? Um, and yeah, I felt as soon as, as, soon as all 9 went in, I felt it was inevitable. And um, that it was going to be a penalty. Um, and it wasn't until later when I got that replay from the opposite side that you think, actually, that's probably not a penalty. Um, but I certainly wasn't surprised at the time. And I, and I think it was a, a, a really good effort, to be honest, not just to survive, to come back from that blow. So that really lifted West Brom the first five minutes of the second half. It looked like they might go into a bit of another gear. There was obviously that big scramble where, you know, you've got people like Ahmad suddenly throwing themselves in in front of the goal line. And, yeah. um, you know, which I think that probably summed it up.
1: Really, it's great um, to say that, though, isn't it? It After is what uh, we've what we've been some of the stuff we've been through over the last few
3: years. I, th- I think so. And you know, when you you said there about you know that was one of the reasons why it was one of my favorite games, really, because it's just you know I'm sure it. You know, you guys yourselves have had so many moments over recent years where you kind of think, why why do we bother keep doing this every week? And well, the answers like yesterday, isn't it? You know, regardless of what, how the season ends, it's you know for a team that can that can scrap and that plays some pretty good stuff as well it. you know i think it, that almost all came together yesterday i think
1: mm. talk me through the let's look through the start 11 then because we're patching we're, patch, we're patching up and at the side and just putting out what 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 we can i know gav just mentioned the average age of the players there um talk me through the back line how you how you read that
3: i thought it was the selection was mostly what I thought you would do. Um, I think when, you've, when you haven't got that big centre-half, I think the temptation is always to, to go with three, isn't it? Mm. And I suspected that Roberts would probably drop out because that's what he'd done at Cardiff um, in terms of preferring Gooch as the sort of wing-back slash winger. Um, so I wasn't surprised at that at all. I think probably the one that did surprise me was was Bar. I think, for a game of that um, magnitude and that pressure. You know, more said afterwards, it was because he felt he would need Barr's legs, his athleticism to get up and down the pitch, which I thought was a pretty good call. And I suppose the other kind of big decision he had was whether to go with Ekwara or Mishu. Um, and I think, that again, that probably worked well, didn't it? When Mishu came on, he just had that little bit of composure um, to carry the ball. I thought he was really good when he came on Mishu, but I thought Equa did as well. So I thought, by and large, it was pretty much how I expected him to go, especially in terms of putting in that extra defender um i think Barr was the only one that probably caught me by surprise but i th- i thought it looked pretty well I, he, he's a he can be quite frustrating at times so i think he still goes to ground a bit too easily um i think he can lose the ball a bit too easily at times but he's got such a good touch as well um and he, and he carries the ball really well so i thought it was it worked pretty well in the end
1: yeah and, I, and I, you know it's hindsight isn't it but i know that one main guy I was talking talk about uh, the nil 0 drop burnley and we were saying we'd wanted to see something like that from Mowbray to see that he could set the side up slightly differently, and then he relapsed a bit, didn't he? When with the team he picked against Huddersfield, I think. And it's easy to say this in hindsight when you don't go and get the win, but it was just so open that. And I mean, he's never going to do that at West Brom. But um, it, it, I, I like to see this from him that it, that he, you know, it's not all just playing one way and playing one system. That he's he starting to show us that he is flexible now, which mm-hmm. is a it's a good time of the season to show that. Potentially
2: I mean, with what we yeah, might have coming up. We didn't really have much of a choice, but it's not the good thing is that system isn't alien to that group in terms of you know those two sort of outside centre backs being um essentially um full backs, because we did that under Lee Johnson at times and we we did it under Alex Neal. Um so and if you think about the group of players, and I mean, it it is remarkable that we're sixth. When you think the group of players, that Sargin from last year, that's or nine from last year, Tum from last year, to Clark from last year, to Guthrum last year, and the the six in the in the championship, um, and I like I quite like that 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 the, that setup. Like I've all like I mean. He always used to say, I love the, the Christmas tree formation and all that, and that's what we played yesterday. So, it works. It's great. Um, but I think the, those kind of, in the modern game, when you've got those sort of underlapping centre-backs, as they say now, and that's really kind of, gain saying it in the group chat at half-time, was kind of going, it feels like if we're going to stretch them, they're going to have to be the players who make the difference and give us that option, because they defended so well, West Brom, and we didn't really get a sniff. Um, and then Serkin obviously finds himself in the middle of the box for the header. Fantastic header. Brilliant work by Gooch as well. To like, create the opportunity, cross the ball. And then, I mean, the second goal is just like... It's ridiculous. I mean, some of the goals score are scored just like... I mean... You can't believe it really, can you? So I mean the the amount of time we kept the ball as well. The club tweeted the video today um of the of the goal and from the start when we had possession and we've got the ball for about a minute. Um and we were at the opportunity and when they move it quickly, <coughs> which and it's involves two subs as well. Um obviously in Pritchard and Mishu as key King key sort of roles in the goal, but yeah, just you know, we've said this we've said repeatedly on here, there's no there's no reason um if we just had a little bit more help that this team couldn't get into the playoffs. Um and they're Which doing are it, they're, like I said. And they're doing it without the help that they've been given. And it it's it's funny looking at the fixtures and you go, Well, usually in this situation when we've been in like League One or whatever, it's like you look the teams who you need the drop points and it's like, Oh, they've got like one of the bottom teams or something to play and you're kind of thinking "Oh, hope hope will do us a favour but the two games in hand are the second and first place teams in the league Sheffield United who need a win to to um, to get promoted and Burnley who can win the league on their rivals ground exactly against the, the rivals so you look at them and go if you needed the, if, you if you're going to pick two, if, you, if you're going to pick, gonna two, pick, two, pick oh, yeah. If you're going to pick two <laughs> games in hand, it would be for those teams, it would be them. So, and then it's, you know, there's, it, it's not, it's not in feet, it's just absolutely, it's more likely that when we get in the game on Saturday, we know that if we win, we've got one foot in. We are like, we are likely, more likely to qualify, which is unbelievable considering couple of weeks ago we had a statistically a three percent chance of qualifying all right
1: it is it is and we'll get on that because the second half i'll have a good chat about where we actually because i was just saying again to phil (laughs) and before we come on uh, and start recording it's like almost at a position where you're like there's that little left to go now you're just thinking well uh, how we're not going to do it um but talking about the um the second goal there where do people stand on this idea that Sunderland wouldn't be scoring goals like that if Ross Stewart was playing? Have you heard that one being thrown around? What do people think about that?
3: You probably, you would probably have just stuck it in in the first phase of the attack, and Pritchard could have just <laughs> crossed it. Um, they probably wouldn't have had to come all the way back out again. I don't know. I think, um, I don't know. I've not really thought about that. I think I've
1: that... seen a few people say I can get. kind of, I can get the point, but I don't, I'm not sure it's as black and white as that.
3: No, I don't think so. I I think that the the way this the team is set up with this back three is is to play that way, isn't it? Because you're almost playing without a striker, and the idea is is that you you know you've got those almost like your two number tens, haven't you? Um, so I, I'm not I'm not sure. Um, but it was
1: it was very very good. That's for sure. I thought it was uh, Clark because there was not I couldn't hear the commentary from where I was watching the game. So, um when I just saw, like, the curtained haircut <laughs> that far up advanced and in the box. I thought it was Clark. And then it was only um, when I saw the replay and I was like, oh, that's Irkin, actually. Because what was he doing up there? <laughs>
3: what? It's, it's it's almost like he's um, he's quite like a quiet, sort of well-mannered lad. And it's almost like just nobody notices him. Do you know what I mean? It just goes for. Through... <laughs> Plays a little... Too polite to track his run. Yeah, just goes for a nice little wonder. And, you know, West Bromwich, oh, there goes Dennis. Wonder, wonder what he's up to. Just going for a nice little stroll. And then, and then bang. I mean, the 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 header, I know Gareth mentioned it, the header is a really, really impressive finish, isn't it? Because he doesn't see it all the way um, to sort of guide that out, the goalkeeper's reach. Um, yeah, it's five goals for the season. Um, yeah. and this, He's this got not a bit of a that, habit of that. It's
1: not something I thought we thought we were going to necessarily see from him when we sign him. You think oh this young left back from from Spurs suddenly playing in the position he is and and popping up with goals. It's really it's a really good quality
2: for a defender out there, isn't it? He's he's class like you know I've always been mm-hmm. a big advocate of Circum And you know Hume will start scoring goals soon as well. He's got one but he takes up some really good positions in the box. And the thing is nobody will mark those players. Like you don't expect them to appear there um and it's you know it, it's an advantage it's, it's a good advantage to have um when when you've got that fluidity in in the team like we do um and it's difficult to stop when it comes off i mean on the days it doesn't come off it looks horrible like you know we've had a couple of I say a couple you know, not a few real bad performances this season, but when it doesn't click, it's just a bit difficult. Like against Huddersfield at times, it was a bit of a, it didn't look great, but then when it does, <clears throat> it's, it's, you know, it's amazing, really, some of the football at the play. Um, And, you know, it's, like you say, it's, you, I think we'll see, start to see more goals from, from from those sorts of players. That You know, I think that's something that we've missed, generally over the over the sort of recent time sort of goals being shared around. Um and that's certainly kind of how it's had they've been had to have been and they've stepped up they've stepped up and done it. I mean Gellhart, yeah. I thought that was his best game for us by an G- absolute G- stretch.
3: Gellhart was excellent. I totally yeah. agree. His his first touch um the way he bought fouls um I thought he was excellent. You know, I think it's pretty obvious he's never going to be sort of a a massive goal scorer for Sunderland playing up front on his own, but he has made a really good fist of that role, I think. Mm -hmm. And when, you know, when we talked earlier about the way they were able to gain control of the game, I thought he was absolutely massive in terms of, you know, he, he, he never lost the ball when they did play it into him. He played it into Ahmad and Clark to help them get away. And and he, he runs himself into the ground every single game as well. I think that's the other thing. Um I thought that was his yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I thought that was his best game.
2: i love to see a bit like nice to see a bit of character from him as well. I thought like the fact that he got kicked all over, um, it brought something out in him. Like I feel as though it's it's been a bit too easy for the defenders he's played against so at times when when he's played that role. Um for whatever reason. They decided they were gonna take him out um, and target him.
1: That's what Coventry did,
2: um, and he just seemed to like thrive on it. Ye- yesterday I thought he he seemed to enjoy it. And then obviously when he scored as go Hugo, he just shoves him over. There was a good well, one in the first half as well where he got a foul against him, and he hasn't elbowed the defender, but he knows he's not going to win the header. And when you watch a replay, he's looking at the defender, and he's going, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna smash you." And he did. He's not like a. Terrible way, but it was like you can have one back. Um, and that is that's you know, it's good to see. he's like I'm not going to be bullied, so he's taken,
1: he's obviously just taken. You know, he's a young lad, he was never, despite what Speakman was telling us. Uh, and he might have been the envy of every other championship club, but he was never going to come in and hit the ground running in that role. It just wasn't, it's just really unlikely for that to happen. Um, interesting, though, because you, you say about oh, he got bullied there, he got bullied at Coventry and Tony Mowbray and made a referenced it after the game, didn't he? You know, basically just said he's he's lost. He's played in front, uh, this young kid. He's just lost uh, amongst men. So it's really good that he's he's, he's developed and, and managed to react to that. The bit where, and it was funny, wasn't it, when he pushed their guy over after um Sergan scored, it's a stonewall penalty, isn't it? If Sergan doesn't score, that's another talking point because the reason he pushes him when you watch the start of the footage is the West Brom player just pushes him across the box. He just walks up and pushes him across it. the box.
2: No, I didn't notice
1: it. Watch your back and then watch the first. The reason he goes and reacts is because the West Brom lad just walks over and just pushes him. And that is one that would probably get picked up by the uh, But it didn't matter because we scored. So uh, it, saved, it saved a mini meltdown about that anyway. Um, yeah, really, really impressive though. Okay, um, shall we have a little break and then we'll come back and we'll just talk more about just the Welcome back to the Wise Men's Here podcast. Right. I said to you, Phil, before we start recording <laughs> It's <laughs> we're almost at the point now where you're thinking, Well, what how will you know, why not? How how, how not there's only two games left. Is it is always like you've always had this feeling that Ah, we'll just fall short. We'll just fall short. Um and then we find ourselves with two games, one at on home and on Watford side who you don't know what you never know what you're going to get from Watford. They've got some really good individual players. Probably the best squad in the league on paper, I think you could argue. But I said, I to you as well, if someone go one 0 up in that game, for example, or will they, the, with the current state of mind they seem to be in, have the fight that Huddersfield had, for example, to try and come back. And then it and then it's, and then you, then you've got one foot in, haven't you? Are you getting carried away, Stephen? Carried there's, there's two pills, <laughs> two games. There's two games. Carried away would be, uh Jimmy Ray be Christmas team, we're going to win the league. That's getting carried away. It's
3: almost, it's almost funny though, isn't it? Like it's almost as if everyone's like woken up this morning and gone, "Oh my god, this is like actually on." Well,
1: because like, I don't then... think the penny really even dropped at me until the commentator said it, and then they put the league table on, yeah. and I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> like, like we're, we're like... actually, we're actually in the playoffs now. It, it reminds
3: me a bit of that um, with Neil Nice, seeing it's like Sunderland have yeah. accidentally ended up in the playoff race. Um, you know, there's been like an almost comical list of reasons why they shouldn't be there. And then, like you say, you wake up and it's like, oh my God, there's two games to go and with six. I still, I, for me, I, I suspect that Sunderland would probably have to win both of their games. And I think there's probably a reason why Sunderland haven't won three in a row all season. Um I just think, I do still think they're pretty unconvincing at home. And I completely take your point about Watford. Um, but I'm just not sure, have we seen yet, that they're ready to manage the pressure of a must-win game like that at home. It's going to be big Preston crowd as well. Yeah, Preston made me a bit nervous because earlier in the season, it seemed like I thought they were exactly the kind of team that Sunderland hate playing against at the moment. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm still feeling... A little bit light. It's going to be a bit of a fall just short. Um, As good as yesterday was, I haven't quite – I still can't quite see it because I think you will have to win both. And I feel like that might be a little bit of a hurdle too far.
1: Sorry. It's okay. I have it's been wrong, wrong We're, many, trying, many, to many times we're trying to throw away logic at the minute, and we are just—we're going to allow ourselves to take the Jimmy Ray approach and get away. I think
2: it's not—it's not—I um, don't—it's not negative or whatever or to suggest that it's going to be difficult. Um, but it's more possible than it was a couple of weeks ago. It's like a genuine. It's not. It it just I
1: would say 50, and it's it? It's just opened yeah, it up massively. I would
2: say it's, we're probably fifty. I would, I would say we're probably fifty fifty. Whereas, um, a few weeks ago we're probably ninety five five, aren't we? So, um, it's probably better than. I mean, I bet you if you went at the bookmakers, I bet you our odds would be. I reckon we're probably be, what second or third favorites, probably to get in. But I think. It's,
1: I mean, West Brom can still go above us, can like, like yeah. you not know, no, saying we would We would have, have, we would have Yeah, we would have handpicked, you know, that game to play. But that's not to say they can't do it. Yeah.
2: No, no. I mean, any if Blackburn got a point, I think they'd go above us. But Blackburn have got like a stinking run of fixtures, and they have had, and they've been in terrible form. So I just can't say, how Burnley let Blackburn get anything from that game. I know what you. It's mean.
1: almost like the lost at the weekend on purpose. Because yeah, um, yeah. because this is like this will this is going to be something that like their fans and their team will like never ever forget. It's a historic occasion for them to go to Ewood Park and win win the league, isn't it? It's like Absolutely. surely they're not going to pass that up. And Blackburn haven't been in good form for a while, have they?
3: I I also feel like surely surely they're going to get a slice of luck though at some point because their recent run has been like almost funny like. They had about ninety-four percent again percent session against Huddersfield. They scored with their only two shots. Ben Wilson, the goalkeeper, scores a <laughs> massive handball for Coventry in the ninety-fifth minute. Um, and then they, didn't they concede no goal
1: in the ninety-fifth minute I mean, against Preston? Yeah,
3: goal, yeah. I mean, that is like that is like proper Sunderland. That's kind of what you would expect to happen under Sunderland. Um, so there's a part of me thinks at some point surely, um, they're going to get a, a slice of luck. Um, I think. Oh. Commentary, I think, will make it. Do we think? I don't see them giving up that advantage.
0: They're
2: in I watched. I watched um, their set the second half of their game on on uh, Saturday, and Reading had had two absolute sitters that he missed, but Reading had two um, really good chances at two one. To score um, and didn't take them, so um, I would I would say I think Millwall have are probably sweating now, aren't they? Um, a little bit um, because they were there for so long and it's they've just slipped out at the wrong time. And there's obviously the two teams, with the two games in hand, and you've got Coventry and Sunderland above them. Um, the goal difference for the teams who've got the better goal difference is quite tight, but the thing is at this stage. With two games to go, three games for for West Brom and Blackburn, there's no margin forever. For it could just RML. change so much. If you you know, like, you, like you mentioned we Will could, Wall,
1: uh, they, they could win and we you, could lose, and it's that's what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, we, it's not in, again. It's not infeasible that you beat we beat Watford at the weekend, and you could be like, well, you're in the playoffs. Near enough. It's like that. That's how tight it is. Oh, we you, could follow the ninth. Yeah. Yeah. But then you might still get in on the last day. <laughs> and that's, that's the. That's the. It's the, the, just. The, it is silly that we're there. Um,
1: I, mean, well, I mean, Mark has
2: done, done some job.
1: Yeah, yeah. at Covenry, by the way, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah. If you remember, he was the one I wanted to come in before yeah. Lee Johnson. He just he took them um, acknowledgement. The, he's taken League, them two. The, yeah. League, League two. Yeah. From League two. So, yeah. So. He's done such a good job there.
2: And I've said, as I've stated on the pod, Over the years, easily the most. Before they got promoted from League Two, they were the... Since relegation of the Premier League, they had not once been in the playoffs um, at any stage, as they felt like, in in the time where they were in any of the other divisions. So it was the first playoff campaign when they went up in the playoffs in League Two since they got relegated. So, what, in 20 years, you've never been in the playoffs and you've been in three of the... Football League divisions, I mean, that is miserable. And you've only, you've got no, you've you've had to play at Northampton and Birmingham and things like that, so.
1: Not quite Rochdale, who finally got their league status now. Yeah,
2: they've gone, Remember, they
1: had that stat, didn't they, where they didn't get promoted or relegated in like 64 years or something? Yeah. Something daft like that? They were stuck in there.
2: They've gone gone two and they bounced the wrong way.
1: Well, they went up, then they went down twice, yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Um, (laughs) God. But yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I'm kind of like, I was even relaxed like before the game. The home form worries
1: you, doesn't it? I, I, I'm, I'm, am I'm, I'm wanting to be really positive as well. I am, and I'm thinking we, we are, we, we can taste it. We're so close, but this home form just can't. We're not very good at home, generally, are we? We, we play some really good football. It's really good to watch, but we never seem to just have enough. And well, I saw so, like do... Matt'll come on later in the oh, week as well, but Watford like it is it is genuinely one of them as well like you could score against them and, and they could their heads could drop because we've we've seen the fallout over the last couple of weeks with Chris Wilder and and we all know what that club's like. It's a bit of a basket case. However, they have some good players and you wouldn't be surprised if they came and give us a good hiding as well. I don't think. It's not impossible that they would do that. And I think they've turned up with a couple of random games this season, haven't they? Did they beat Sheffield United away?
2: Um,
1: I might have made that up. I'm I'm sure that they, they've beat somebody like that away from home. I'm sure, but you know, don't want to step on my well, I'm telling
2: you, I'm having a look. I'm trying not to find these. christed is uh. Last week. Talk amongst yourselves, I'll find I'll see if I can find them. <laughs> so he did this because well, no, I was discussing Sheffy, the home form after after the game last Sheffy week. Sheffield United beat them, but wasn't Sheffield United. I'm sure the the beat Sheffield United
1: at home, but uh they went away and beat somebody decent. I don't, I don't remember comment it is.
2: So after <laughs> the game last week, obviously because we failed to win at home again. Um am not gonna be able to find it. I was just curious as to how many um how many home games um i bet you it's gone
1: burnley equalizing in the net ni- in the 5th minute of stoppage gone. time against watford
2: yeah so oh. i think it was this is our best it's this is our best for the last 5 seasons we've spent outside of league 1 so didn't include that for the home form this is our best season in terms of home wins with seven um so and i think it was 23 wins i think in the last <laughs> 100 and i think it was 105 league games at home outside of league one um which isn't very good really is it um so it's it's like a, and obviously the circumstances are different but just a you know <laughs> The fact there's like 40,000 people there most weeks um, and we're not very good at home generally um, it's it's just weird um, you know you can't question that support really can you? Uh, that,
1: that, so that's down the football players as well has to be because if they had this home record by playing the opposite way and just being tight and hard to break down and difficult to beat I would suggest that those numbers wouldn't be up, which just shows it doesn't make a difference. And I mean, how much credit have you got to get? We've been really critical and openly critical of certain people when it comes to recruitment. And I, I don't think there's a case to answer anymore. I think everybody where we are now on the table can see that we could be even higher. However, you know, I acknowledge they brought in some really, really good young players, but I think the, the majority of the credit needs to go to, to Mowbray and the coaching stuff to to get a tune out
2: of what he has at his disposal. I mean you know to play to play to play um to win at the weekend like we did with the pressure um with no strike well I guess Hart, to be fair with one striker, no centre backs. Um no, you, you you sort of midfield anchor. Let's captain. let's just.
1: Uh, I've got the squad list up here, we'll go through the players who are, who are who are unavailable at the moment. Um, so Niall Huggins, who has had lots of injury issues since he's been here, <coughs> is somebody who, in the odd time he's played, looks like he could, you know, hold his own in the first team, doesn't he? Possibly. Yeah, possibly. Okay, Gav's not sure. Um, Daniel Ballard, outstanding season, first choice in the half. Daddy Bart, obviously, good season of a first-choice centre-half. Um, Then we have um Elise, who was Tomorrow. doing OK. Yeah, he was doing OK, and he was in the around the first team. Corey Evans, the only, what you would say, a natural centre-midfielder. Uh, sitting, like, holding centre-midfielder at the club. Dan Nails had to reinvent himself a little bit on that front. Elliot Embleton. Who has his moments playing for Sunderland? Um, and then obviously, Ross Stewart being the main one on top of that.
2: But you'd have these all already pulled out. Are you just reading? I'm just scrolling down the the squad list, yeah. I feel like we've got more people injured than that.
1: Well, (laughs) but they're they're, they're key players, still, aren't they? They they are, are, you know, they aren't, they are first. Every player I've just mentioned there. Would class themselves as a first team player for Sunderland?
3: Yeah, and there's Bennett as well. Did you mention Bennett? I'm no, not sure. I didn't. but anyway, you 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 wouldn't play oh, yeah. him as a, as a starter, would you? But um, and also, I th- I think it would be fair to throw in Sims as well. I know obviously, yeah. um, I know he he they did have the window to replace him, so it's a slightly separate issue. But again, that's another absolute key player in the side when things were going well. Um, I honestly, I I think I think Mowbray's done an amazing job to string. Enough results that we've never had to talk about the bottom half of the table um and to do so playing what to me is pretty much the you know the, the the bravest style of football I think I've seen in the division, other than probably burnley um you know i think the the difference in the way that the the team handle the ball compared to what we've been used to over the last few years is absolutely remarkable, and obviously as you say quite rightly. That's partially because they're recruiting a better standard of play technically, which means they can do it. But um, you know, even though some of them were playing really well at the start of the season and they had an effective style, um, it was pretty direct at times and that was working with the personnel, but to, to change the team gradually but so drastically. And I thought Saturday was, you know, the absolute embodiment of that. And sometimes I still sit there, I'm like, oh my God, just get rid of it, just put your foot through it. Um but, the, you know, they don't. And I think that second goal probably sums it up. Um, I, I think he's done a, an eight, nine out of 10 job since he came in. I really do. Do um, even... stop as well?
1: Like, neat. Yeah. Neat. Acknowledgement. The lad Proctor's picked a lot up from me and Garve doing that into the late show, clearly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was going to say, bro, you know, I think uh, us getting him back into football, obviously. Um, is, is We'll take the credit. Don't yeah, worry about we'll take yeah. that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna us and take the credit. Um Yeah, it's 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 just it's. Oh, I'm just getting nervous now. Do you know, what?
2: I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say a sentence now. That I never thought I was gonna say. Would Would Ballard be back for the playoffs?
1: Ballard could be back this weekend, possibly. Right, I'm a believer again now. I'll keep changing oh. my mind every 30
3: seconds. He, he's To uh, to uh, what you're getting at though, Gareth, I think Ballard's the only one who could potentially be yeah. back um, in any capacity. The rest are all pre-season, aim and four. Ballard, they were hoping he might train um a couple of days this week and therefore could potentially be involved. um If they did get to the playoffs... Um, which they won't and we should all stop getting excited (laughs) setting ourselves up for a fall it's not going to happen I think he would definitely be fit for the playoffs possibly even a little
1: bit sooner
2: Mm. I mean that that's interesting isn't it I mean what could happen everyone you know People's let someone else's leg could fall off before then. Yeah, because we're seeing they get one every week, don't we? So.
3: There's going to be like at least three sessions before Saturday, so that means at least there'll be three players going down. Um, Give them a week off. We're doing <laughs> all right for full-backs at the moment, so probably a couple of them will go. Um yeah. Maybe a goalkeeper, that's the only one we have an idea. Oh, God, no, don't. Don't, don't.
1: Don't say that.
3: That would be, you do feel like that would be one sticking plus to too many.
1: <laughs>
3: I've, I've seen I've seen Alex Bass one goal in one appearance. I've watched him. So
1: <laughs> handball as well. Um, yeah. Oh, I think it's just so. You know, there's so many different ways that this weekend can go. If like somebody could be bothered and they sat down and went through all the teams in the playoff mix, and then come out with like a league table after like different circumstances and sets of results, <laughs> it could just look entire. It could just look so different, couldn't it? <laughs> There's not only like a couple of possibilities. It's ridiculous. Like you say, we could be like just about there, or we could be down, and then like suddenly, nah, they're not, they're not going to make it. They've got too many teams to jump over last game. So,
2: we'll let Matt discuss that later in the week. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, we need to sort of on, it out. Big crowd looks like we'll, as well, it? It? well, yeah, it always is, isn't it?
1: No, but like it's, it's bigger,
2: it's especially big. I think even bigger. It's
1: gonna be well over 40, yeah. I think.
2: Yeah, I mean I, it's, it's, I think I haven't been nervous about it because I've never so that I haven't believed we can do it, I've just like gone. It's never been a, it doesn't feel like it's been a target or an aim to to get into the playoffs. And like I said, I mean I made a comment on on social media a few months ago that a few people like give us a bit of a hammering for. I kind of said we, you know, we're forced by mistake, and like, and and people like, oh, it's not by mistake, it's this that, but it's, you know, it, I've been flipping about, it, but it, this isn't the point. Is like Phil said earlier, it, we've gone on holiday by mistake. It's that. It's that. It, it is. It's, we haven't. We haven't. It's. It's a complete, um. Sort of byproduct of the the. Um, the approach that we've taken and everything's come together and we've just found ourselves in this position and it's like, oh, okay. I think I might be nervous on Saturday though. I think, it's, I, it, think I think, it's inevitable, assignment. isn't it? But, yeah. we,
3: we've got everyone's got to try and enjoy it, haven't they? Because like, you know, it, we've obviously been in this situation pretty much all of the last 20 many seasons and it has really felt like the end of the world, hasn't it? And then, on this occasion, it's like, a rare one where if it happens amazing if it doesn't we'll just try and come back next year and play some more good football so I'm almost determined to try and just enjoy it um but obviously that won't be the case um but it's (laughs) nice to start the week with the right attitude isn't it um and kid yourself um yeah it it does just feel like something to be relished because you know you've never really felt that it was going to they were going to reach this point in such a good position. Well, probably the turn of the year when Stuart was fit and Ahmad was playing really well. Yeah, you could probably you could probably see it happening then. But ever being, since being Stuart's Burra injury, really sitting
1: comfortably in that game. Uh, yeah, no, that, that, that's fair. They they looked like a
3: proper top side then. Um, but ever since Stuart's injury, well, probably ever since deadline day is probably the, the better way of putting it. Um, you know, it's never felt like possible. It's been an amazing achievement to get this far, and it does feel like. You know, can can Sunderland almost use that? You know, for West Brom, it is massive for them financially with everything that's going on, the expectation. For a lot of these teams, you know, there'll be a lot of pressure. Millwall, who've been up there for however many months, you know, it feels like even though, you know, we would expect Sunderland to be challenging in the championship because of the size of the club and stuff, it feels like a bit of a rare thing where Sunderland can enjoy the pressure being on other teams. Um yeah, Obviously, it, it won't feel like that. A kickoff when
1: Star picks up the ball, and um, but yeah, it's nice, nice to think positively, though. Mm, that'll all change. Expectations in the summer's going to be interesting, right? Well,
2: depending on the division, that we're
1: in. oh god, don't say it, man.
2: <laughs> it's not yeah. expectation the next it's season not... is
1: to stay in the Premier League. That's it, yeah. We're it's doing not, um, it. will you take not... fourth off bottom in the Premier League now? Is what we're talking <laughs> about. Well, do you know, I was told <laughs> that, um.
2: Came out of the uh, playoff final last year, and we're in the the Marquis as we like to go in when we're in London. Um, and I was talking to uh, Rory Fallow's dad, Malcolm, in the pub after, and we were saying, "What would you?" I was just saying, "I'd take fourth off bottom in the Championship now." snap your hand off. And we're nearly we're nearly fourth off top. Never mind fourth off bottom. So
1: I don't think I would have went that low, mind.
2: But I, I think it's just you know you just want to. St- I think it's like the it's cliche, isn't it? You I was wanna, thinking like tenth, eleventh, or something. <laughs> you want to well stay up. I was thinking. You want to That's the that's the the main takeaway from that. Not being it's not like didn't think that's all we capable of. It's just you know you need to make sure we don't. I just didn't want to be in League One again. Still get post-traumatic still got you know PTSD when you watch <laughs> those football league highlights and it come, and it comes on and.
1: And you watch out Sheffield
2: and, and you watch like <laughs> Cheltenham against Oxford or something and you're like oh good that Cheltenham have got a result Oxford that's going to help us uh, try and get into the playoffs and you know it's like we don't we haven't got that anymore and I think it's just more like you were going oh, oh god I hope we don't just don't it's taken so it feels like it's taking a lifetime to get out of League One don't end up back in it straight away um, and now look if we if we don't go up, I'm not going to be like devastated. More disappointed, as we said before, that we had the chance maybe to give ourselves a better chance of doing it. That's my frustrate that's where my frustration lies. Um it's not about going up or not going up. Um, it's more giving ourselves the best opportunity to do it when the when the opportunity presented itself. So I'm pretty I'm not like, you know, whatever happens, you look back after and go. Well, we we weren't really expecting that, were we? Right.
1: Don't think I can handle any more chat now. Um
2: I can't visual. I can't visualize I can't like visualize being in the playoffs. It's like a weird thing. I think it'll just it'll be like being in like a psychedelic dream or something like that if we get to the playoffs, I think. It'll be like, oh we've got a playoff semi final. i alright, okay. Against Millsbury, is it? All right, okay.
3: <laughs> would you be that relaxed would you be that relaxed if I don't, I don't against Middlesbrough with like no players? Um, yeah. well, I guess that, 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 I know that, I I'm not gonna go say the pressure's off
2: yeah. I'm not gonna say the pressure's off, but well you got excuses. You, you kinda got like a bit of a not an excuse, that's a you got a mitigating circumstances that you could call upon if you didn't do it, but you know, this team seemed to, you know. Give a good account of themselves and whatever scenario they find themselves in. So, yeah, let's see where we are on Monday next week. Um, we're having a discussion on the pod about, um, or maybe not much bank holiday. It might not be Monday. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Whenever it is next week after the game, it'll be like we'll 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 either be fuming or we'll be going. It's gonna. It's it could happen. Could
1: indeed. Right, well, Matt will be back later, and then we'll see you all on the other side, because Saturday is going to be huge, probably, in terms of the table and how it's going to shape. Leaving us with just that last game.
2: Oh, Matt, and remember to come, with, come and talk to us about it in the Customs House uh, yeah. on on Thursday night.
1: Okay, do that. A few tickets left if you want to sit up in the, in the, in the top bit, and... Uh, That'll be good, looking forward. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>